Ave Maria Radio and Renewal Ministries presents Fire on the Earth, a compelling look at the new evangelization through inspiring teachings, interviews, and testimonies. Welcome, friends. This is Peter Herbeck, your host, and we're going to wrap up this week looking at, again, second chapter of uh, Paul's letter to the Corinthians, his first letter. He's talking about the unfolding of the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ, which he calls the, the foolishness of the cross, and how through the wisdom of God is revealed in the foolishness of the cross, confounding the hearts and minds of human beings and the spirits of the kingdom of darkness, the demonic spirits that are present in the world. His wisdom, nobody saw it coming. And the way God brought life to us, to the human race. So I want to talk a little bit more from Second Corinthians chapter 2, and also from Titus, because today the church is remembering bishops Timothy and Titus, who are both disciples of Paul. We're giving different readings at Mass today, but I thought I'd touch on a couple of beautiful passages from Titus that correspond to some of what we've been looking at over the last week or so. Verse 14 of Second Corinthians. You know, Paul had been talking about how he came to the Corinthians originally. He said, I came in fear and trembling. I didn't come with great wisdom. I didn't come with, you know, power and influence. I came in fear and trembling. Those are words that you see in the Old Testament, you know, like Isaiah, you know, when the angel came from heaven with the fiery coal and touches lifted. When you come into the holiness of the presence of God, he was under fear and trembling, bearing this word that's folly. And there's probably some trembling as well there that knowing he's probably going to be rejected because everyone's going to see it as foolishness. And he came and he simply stated and proclaimed the simple truth, the facts of salvation. Jesus Christ came in the flesh. He's the Son of God. He died on the cross for our salvation. He came to take away sin and the slavery that dominated the human race under the dominion of sin and death and the powers of the world, the flesh and the devil, enslaving human beings. And God sent forth his son into the world, moved by the love of God, God who is love. And that love was perfectly revealed on the cross. And the devil stepped beyond his bounds and he crucified an innocent man and in what looked like foolishness to the world and enraged the Jewish people of the time was the very wisdom of God. And it's that act of love by which you were saved, and the humility, the obedience that brought down the kingdom of darkness and revealed the eternal kingdom of God. What is God like? What is the kingdom of God like? What is the unstoppable, uninterruptible, I don't know how to put it, like the, the powerful, cannot be overcome reality of the eternal God and the eternal kingdom of God. What is it really like? And boy, is it different than what's in the world. And God allows us to come through forgiveness of sins. We heard in Paul's testimony yesterday where Paul, as he encountered Jesus on the road to Damascus and was given the commission, he said to stand up, I'm sending you to go specifically in his case to the Gentiles, to bring them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God through the forgiveness of sins into a life of faith 
that allows us to live with those who are with the Lord forever, to enter the kingdom, the family of God. Receiving this folly, this message through faith, I believe what Jesus says about the human condition. You know, that's an element of that. I believe I need forgiveness. I believe that Jesus is offering me something I can't find anywhere else. And that is eternal life on high in Jesus Christ. And I come to that by receiving what he says, that he's the eternal son of God, that he indeed rose from the dead, and he's at the right hand of the Father in glory. And he alone can forgive me for my sin. He alone can free me from the dominion of sin and death that's in my life and give me power over the world, the flesh, and the devil and to live a new way of life, to follow him in humility by entering the waters of baptism, by receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit, by being born again and becoming a new creation, having, as St. John said, we've been given power to become children of God. So now I now live with a whole new horizon and I'm living in and from the Holy Spirit given to me in baptism. And Paul was celebrating this and teaching this with the Corinthians and reminding them that God's Spirit has come to reveal to us what he's given to us, what God has given to us in his Son. The Holy Spirit reveals the Father and the love of the Father and the mystery that we're children of God. This is the essence of our dignity This is the whole meaning of life. The Holy Spirit gives us understanding and conviction. And he said in verse 14, the unspiritual man doesn't receive the gifts of the Spirit of God for their folly to him. So the, you know, the boasting that's in the world and all the power and the money and the, all the big important conversations supposedly in the world and all the things that are happening that seem so important to people who are driving that stuff. The wisdom of the Spirit is folly. The foolishness to think that God exists or that Jesus is the savior of the world or that we need salvation and that we're going to, you know, die and be eternal separated and, you know, living in hell for all eternity and suffering. That's all folly. It's all rejected. But the person has a spirit. He said, person, he does not have, he's not able to understand because these things are spiritually discerned, given to the humble. The spiritual man judges all things, but is himself to be judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. What a confidence. What a beautiful truth. We have the mind of Christ. We no longer belong to ourselves. We belong to Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. The life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God. Faith gives me access to the mind of Christ through the gift of the Holy Spirit, through the teaching of the church, through the Word of God. To have the mind of Christ, friends, this is what, this is what we're called to do. To, to have the mind of Christ is to see things the way the Lord sees things. And so you see in Titus, we're celebrating, as I mentioned today, you know, Timothy and Titus and bishops and disciples of Paul. And here's a couple of sections from Titus that really demonstrates how Titus internalized and received through the help of the Holy Spirit the wisdom of God to understand what matters most, what God's plan is, who we are in the sight of God, what God has done, the treasures we've been given, as Paul said. So this is chapter 2 of Titus, verse 11, following. For the grace of God, 
You know, that's the gift of God, the kindness of God. The grace of God has appeared. For what reason has he appeared? For the salvation of all men. Why has God's grace come to the world? To save. To save. Everybody needs salvation. And we don't get it automatically. Titus goes on. And this salvation includes, verse 12, training us to renounce irreligion, false religion, and worldly passions, lust, anger, hatred, bitterness, rivalry, all that, envy. All these things that we've tasted in our own lives, friends, that we battled. So to renounce false religion, to renounce the dominance of these passions, and to live soberly. That means literally don't be drunk, right? Keep your head clear. Be alert. Be sober, be upright, and live godly lives in this world. To live a godly life is to walk in the way of Jesus. To walk out the, you know, the Sermon on the Mount lifestyle. To be able to embrace the Beatitudes and say, yes, Lord, I can't get there on my own strength, but I want what you want. I want to become what you want me to become. I want to honor what you honor. You honor the poor in spirit. You honor those who mourn. You honor those who are meek. You honor these things, Lord, to the zeal for holiness, right? Give mercy, to extend mercy, those who extend mercy, those who are peacemakers. These things you value, those who suffer and are rejected for being identified with Jesus. This is what it means to, to live a godly life in this world. And then Titus says, living this way and awaiting, we wait with eager hope. He says, awaiting our blessed hope. What is our blessed hope? What is our confidence? We have a great confidence. Something that's coming. Something that's present in us already and something that's going to be fully revealed. Our blessed hope is the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. An important line. Jesus is not just a prophet. He's not just a wise man, miracle worker. He is our great God and Savior. Titus is so clear here. And the appearing of him who what now? He's in glory. He's been glorified at the right hand of the Father and all power and authority belong to him. Verse 14, who gave himself for us to redeem us, to buy us back, to bring us out of the state of sin from all iniquity and to purify for himself a people of his own who are zealous for good deeds. What's Jesus' plan? To purify for himself a people. This is the whole story of God raising up a people, the people of Israel. God, God covenants. He wants a family, a covenant family, who are a people. We have an identity as, as a people of God. This kind of echoes what St. Peter says in First Peter. You are a chosen race. You're a royal priesthood. You're a holy nation. Once no people, now you are God's people. Once you did not have mercy, now you receive mercy. God's mercy. This is what Titus is saying. The grace of God has come to you. It's appeared in a person. The grace of God has come to us. And he's forgiven us our sins. And he's brought us into a new humanity in, through baptism and in the church. And we are indeed a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation that walk in humility with Jesus. And he says, declare these things, exhort and reprove with all authority and let no one discard you, Paul is saying to Titus. He's reminding him, Paul is reminding Titus in this letter. 
So beautiful. Paul's writing to his brother in the Lord, the bishop that he raised up, Titus. And he reminds him. And Paul is doing the teaching here. This is what this letter is about. I'm not sure if I said that wrong at the beginning. I don't mean to confuse if I said that Titus was doing this, but Titus received this from Paul. And Titus agreed with it. And Paul's reminding him of what the Lord has done, what's the essence. And then he goes on to say, a little bit in chapter 3 here, just a minute, this is so beautiful too. Paul says, we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by men and hating one another. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, that describes a lot about the human race. But Paul's saying that about himself. And about Titus, he says, but when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, he saved us. The goodness and loving kindness. See, Paul, despite the fact of where he was at at one point, Paul's heart and his mind now are filled with the realities of what God has done. As he said earlier, the things of the Spirit, the Spirit revealing the reality and giving him faith conviction about the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior. He saved us not because of deeds done in our righteousness, not something we earn, but in virtue of his own mercy. We didn't deserve it. And by the washing of regeneration and renewal in the Spirit. He's talking about baptism and the receiving of the gift of the Holy Spirit in baptism, which he poured upon us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that we might be justified by his grace and become heirs of hope to eternal life. This saying is sure, he says. Blessed be God, friends. Let's let that take that into the heart. Hope to see you next week. Have a blessed weekend. Each program of Fire on the Earth with Peter Herbeck can be downloaded at AveMariaRadio.net and RenewalMinistries.net. Fire on the Earth is a production of Ave Maria Radio. Friends, I'd like to offer you my new booklet, Receiving Fire. Jesus said, I have come to cast fire on the earth. Would that it were already ablaze. That fire is the purifying love that burns in the heart of Jesus a fire of grace for those who receive it, but a fire of judgment for those who refuse it. If you'd like a copy of this free booklet, call 1-800-282-4789 or contact us on the web at renewalministries.net slash FOE. That's renewalministries.net slash FOE.